Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeremy Rutherford and Mark Saxon. I'm Alex Ferrario. It is character and Smallman. So we have decided who is going to be fighting in the next segment. You will be fighting me. That sounds easy. Fight, fight, fight. Look at the text line. That felt personal to you. You went too far. I read in between the lines there, and I'm just going to assume you called me weak, but we'll just stick with that right now. Uh, Someone who I'm sure has a couple of gut punches for me this early in the morning is who is joining us now on the the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. He is the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, how are you this morning? Alex, I'm doing fine. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, no, not at all. I, I was waiting for some type of weak comment as well. But you know what, Curbs? That's why you and I are so close because you don't have one. You're gonna keep it. You're gonna keep it strictly uh, friendly, aren't we? Well, I, I am. I'm just shocked that uh, with you guys having been on the air for an hour and twenty minutes, you haven't tried to nickname yourselves. <laughs> Jr. So Curbs, Saxy, you too. Curbs doesn't like my nicknames <laughs> because I've had one great nickname and he just he doesn't like them. I gave him a good one over the weekend, though, didn't I, Curbs? Yeah, Nick, we, we we talk about this all the time. Nicknames have to be able to stick, and I, I don't know if you've had one that stuck. I haven't heard one. Hey, it did. It Alex, was Schwarzenko. It was incredible. Alex, what would be your nickname for this group here and today? You got to give me time. Right, I'm not, right. I, give me by the end of this end of the interview. Oh, the other rule about right, a nickname: don't do it. You, you have to <laughs> not like the nickname. Do it. Do it. Well, Curbs doesn't oh, like any nickname that I come up with. Don't worry, I'm going to have one at the end of this one. But I gave Curbs a good nickname. It was for Tarasenko, Thomas, and Neighbors. It was the TNT line? Oh my god! Because they were dynamite, Jr. And let's start with that, Curbs, because that's a fantastic transition. Jake Neighbors, Jr. and I talked about this in the previous hour, Curbs. Are you to the point now where you? feel like Jake Neighbors is going to have an NHL roster spot at the end of this training camp? My, my, I, yeah, I, I feel that way, but I, it doesn't mean that he's going to be here long term. I, I think you know one, one of the things that's to me is going to really and is dictating how the St. Louis Blues handle this roster right now is the injury situation for Oscar Sundquist. You know, if he's not ready to return, and when is he ready to return? Is that going to be two weeks into the season, three or four? That remains to be seen. And then when he has to come off of IR, that will, of course, impact uh, the salary cap and in a pretty significant way. You know, but who plays the role since then? And, and I think when it comes to a guy like Jake Neighbors, unlike, say, Zach Bolduc, who they sent back to juniors a couple of days ago, it's a different situation. Zach Bolduc had played two years of, of junior hockey, uh, looks like he's he has a chance to be a really good player potentially in this league one day, but there just isn't a spot for him right now that makes sense. 
a guy like Jake Neighbors has played four years of junior hockey, and you start to weigh, hey, is he is he better off playing pro hockey, or is he better off going back for a fifth year of junior hockey? And in this case, I don't see how going back to junior hockey is going to be as beneficial to him as playing uh, in the pro level. The problem you've got is you cannot put him in the American Hockey League because of his age right now. And with that being the case, that means he would have to be here. So he falls into one of those real tough situations where going to the American Hockey League and, and playing there would be extraordinarily beneficial to not only him but the St. Louis Blues. But because of the rules the way they are, that's not the case. So you, maybe you keep him here, you play him in that eight- to nine-game range, and then make a decision before you burn a year by playing him in a tenth game and, and see how things shake out. So that he is definitely on the bubble of one of those real tough decisions. Curbs, another guy in the mix. You watched him play in Saturday's game in Independence, Missouri, James Neal. Afterwards, Craig Bruby said that he really liked his game. He competed hard all night long. Here's a guy, even though he had a hat trick earlier in camp, you know, one was kind of a fluky goal, the other other one's an empty netter. Uh, I just didn't know that he had a strong chance to make this team, but it seems as camp goes on, the possibility is real. What do you think of James Neal Saturday? Do you think he makes the team? Well, he's he's playing as consistently in camp as anybody when it comes to the preseason games. Uh, he's doing everything that you need to do to make the team, you know, but I don't know whether or not from a cap situation, for example, he falls into that situation where you have to weigh, do you keep a Jake Neighbors versus a James Neal, you know, just from an overall roster standpoint. So I really, Jeremy, I, I don't know where that one sits other than he's played well. And you know what he did in, in that game in Kansas City, guys? And you know, th- this is more of a, of a team thing, but... You know, the night before in at the United Center, Blackhawks had a couple players running around. You had Caspic, you had Luce that, that that fought them, and 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 that calmed things down. But that that didn't happen, you know, in in that game in Kansas City. But James Neal was the one guy going after to hit some guys and and, and try and try and turn the tide physically. Is is really the physicality was dictated by Chicago in that game. So there were some things like that that stood out. And what stood out to me is it's not James Neal that really should have been the one having to do that, but he did do it. And uh, and because of that, he, he stood out more than other guys. He's doing everything he can to, to make this roster, and if not here, you got to think that he's definitely showing some positives for a team somewhere else. Curbs, I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about this on pregame Saturday night, and Doug Armstrong and Craig Bruby both said it in the offseason that they need to decide what the identity of this team is because last year they felt like they were kind of mixed in between. And we saw that game against the United Center on Friday. Friday. Are you starting to see the Blues getting back to that Craig Berube 18-19 mentality, the identity that they've had in the past? Well, we'll see. We'll see how that plays itself out come come the regular season. What you do see is Doug Armstrong went out, and I think he brought a little more size back to the team, a little more size and consistency, which is important for, I think, a Craig Berube team. You know, there, there's still some question marks to play out defensively, and, and though that's going to be the big part of that identity, Alex, you know, because you'll clearly have more physicality with a Nico Mikola. But does he – does he make the majority of the games from a roster standpoint? Those those types of things. So 
We're going to have to see. It, it's, it definitely, though, is going to have to be that kind of team-heavy mentality, you know, where you dictate the game to the other team. And that was something that was missing a little bit over the last year or so, and I think he's building a roster, Doug Armstrong is, that's going to give Craig Berube a chance to bring some of that back. Curbs, uh, the Blues have played five exhibition games, record of 3-2. and two. They have three more left. There's eight, uh, as you well know. Uh, they're at Dallas, at Minnesota this week, and then wrap things up with a game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Whether it's a player, whether it's a group of uh, the forwards or the defensemen, what are some things you want to see in these final preseason games as the Blues get tuned up for that opener? Yeah, you know, Jeremy, first and foremost, I'm looking forward to seeing one game where we have a full lineup, you know, where you've got your NHL lineup. Now, whether that be one of the two road games or the final home game, I, I don't know yet what Craig Berube's going to do with it. But the, the, the team does have after Friday. They don't play until the following Saturday. So unlike, you know, unlike another preseason where you might – you know, play everybody in one game and then rest them that final preseason game. I, I don't think you have to do that here. I think you've got a chance, for example, to uh, to play the majority of your guys in two of these three games and get that game unit in there. That's what I, I'd really like to see that and and see how that shakes itself out. Um, you know, I, I think we have to consider I'd like to see another game with Brandon Saad and Robert Thomas and some of the chemistry that they had created in the first part of camp and see how, how those two guys look. And then really, I, I think the battle you know, on the defensive side is the next real big storyline to watch. If you see the Blues put together a, you know, like a full roster type game, I think what you have to look for and being curious is who they're selecting to go with defensively there. So where Perunovic fits, where Wallman fits, because it, it does appear to me like there's there's a hole in the top four defensemen of who's going to end up playing with Colton Pareko. You know, and is it is it more of a mobile guy like a Perunovic? Is it more of uh, the the Marco Scandella as we've seen in the past? That those are the kind of question marks I'm looking for, and seeing if we get clarity over the next three games. Well, we'll see it and hear it on Tuesday against the Dallas Stars. Curbs and Joey will be on the call out in Dallas, seven o'clock puck drop. I'll have your first Community Credit Union pregame show starting at six here on 101 ESPN. Curbs, appreciate the time, my man. Have a great day, and uh, I believe you're on your way to the rink, so we'll see you there. All right, guys. Have an awesome morning and, and a great start to your week, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Curbs. You too. Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.